At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, severe storms, heavy rain, wind, and snow on the move across the Northeast this morning. And down south, the cleanup is underway following a string of deadly tornadoes. Really sad, really heartbreaking. Al's live with your full forecast. Plus, Chris Evert opens up, the tennis legend sharing her story after being diagnosed with cancer a second time. And the icon speaking out and hoping to help others. Her update just ahead. Then, seeing stars. First, the cast of The Crown is here talking about their roles as the young royals. I'm in the room directly above you. Uh, so it's you that's been keeping me up at night. Then actors Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell are in Studio 1A to talk about their new rom-com. They're all here live. And White Heat, a star of the White Lotus, opens up about the new season. Why she says she gasped no less than five times while reading the script. All the details coming up in Popstart. Today, Monday, December 11th, 2023. Yeah. Christian Academy. Paducah, Kentucky. On our 10th anniversary trip. From Woodcliffe, Nebraska. From Baltimore, Maryland. On a girl's trip. From Schenectady, New York. Today's my mom's birthday. Yep. Hi to my mom watching in Brownsville, Texas. We love you, Nana. Hello, Swim, Washington. And Smith Mountain Lake, Virginia. From Portland, Oregon, came to the Today Show for my sweet 16. From Freeport, Florida, celebrating my 40th. On bachelorette trip. From Lubbock, Texas, to New York City. Huh. Uh, what a crowd and gold stars are toughing it out mm-hmm. there. It's rainy, it's cold, it's windy, but we got smiles out there and some Hokies looking for Hoda. I see, I'll find you. I knew there was a sign that said, Savannah, can you help me with the LSAT? <laughs> yeah, that? That's yeah. amazing. You're on that one, sure. Too. I'll help you. I took the law school entrance exam 30 years ago, but we'll see what I remember. <laughs> Busy morning here. Let's get right to your news at 8. We begin with the severe storm sweeping across parts of the country, leaving at least six people dead in Tennessee. Dozens more injured. The storm is also bringing heavy winds and rain and even snow to parts of the Northeast. Al's got the full forecast in just a moment. But first, NBC's Marissa Parra joins us from Tennessee with the very latest. Hi, Marissa. Good morning. Savannah, good morning. This is Nesbitt Lane. This is a part of Madison, Tennessee. And as you can imagine, there's been a lot of coverage here. And that is because if you look at this lane, it is home after home after home. Look at that one over there. The roof completely taken off. You can actually see straight into their living room, right into their bedroom. And actually, if you zoom out a little bit more, you can actually see pieces of clothing in the tree above. You can imagine um, the sheer devastation here. This is also the same street where three people lost their lives, including a mother who was still 
clutching her two-year-old. The mobile homes just down the road there were flung against each other. Um, and this is something that is not just causing devastation here in Madison, Tennessee, but also in Clarksville. I mean, this was a tornado system that came shrouded in darkness. You look at the videos, you can see explosions in the middle of the night as this tornado was hitting different power lines. It completely leveled homes in Clarksville, Tennessee, making it so difficult for people to be able to take the proper evacuation warnings. And this is something that clearly, you know, people in the area, in Clarksville, in Madison, recovering. We saw people here yesterday taking whatever they could find, salvaging whatever they could find in boxes, in bags. There's going to be a long road to recovery. And Savannah, behind me, what you can see very easily is this power line here. There are so many of them around here still broken, collapsed in front of homes in the streets. And this is the big reason why, although crews are working around the clock to restore the power, Savannah, it could take weeks for that to be fully back to normal. All right, Marissa Parra, thank you very much. Want to check in with Al now and see where the storm is headed now. That's right, guys. Still 27 million people impacted right now. Winter weather advisories, winter storm warnings, flash flood warnings, and also along the coast of New England, we've got high wind warnings as well. You can see right now on the radar, the heaviest rain stretching from Bangor, Boston, Nantucket, eastern end of Long Island, and the, the leading edge of that is moving away, but back behind it, we've got some colder air filtering, so Albany looking at some snow, plus the winds are going to be a big problem. Portland could see wind gusts of up to 33 miles per hour. Nantucket, 61 miles per hour. New York City, 34. So could be some airport delays from New York to Boston later today. Rainfall amounts a little bit on the heavier side in northern uh, northern Maine. We're also looking for some heavier snow as you get into northern Vermont as well. Guys. All right, Al, thank you. Breaking overnight, a U.S. fighter jet crashed into the waters off the coast of South Korea this morning. Air Force officials say the pilot was able to safely eject from the F-16. The pilot was rescued by the South Korean military and is said to be in stable condition. <clears throat> officials said the aircraft experienced an unspecified in-flight emergency after taking off on a routine training flight. The cause of the crash under investigation. Now to Buckingham Palace where the royals are getting into the Christmas spirit. Kate and William attended their and their children as well attended a Christmas concert. Molly Hunter has all the details for us. Molly, good morning. Craig, all the details. Tis the season, even for royals in this country, does Christmas so well. That's right. We saw the whole Wales family out and about over the weekend, including little Prince Louis, who stole the show. Take a look. This morning, the royal family is counting down to Christmas. Will and Kate and their three children attending the Together at Christmas Carol service at Westminster Abbey. The Princess of Wales, stunning in winter whites, hosting the service Friday night. And it was the first time for their youngest, five-year-old Prince Louis, the fourth in line to the throne, nearly always the center of attention, eye-to-eye with a nutcracker and blowing out his sister Charlotte's candle. William and Kate's kids also posting Christmas cards to children around the country. The theme this year, children and families, a nod to Kate's early education work. The full concert is set to air on Christmas Eve. Over the weekend, the Wales family also releasing their Christmas photo, all in crisp white shirts. While King Charles and Queen Camilla selected a coronation snap for their Christmas card. This week, the new king opening up his beloved residence to the public at Highgrove House in Gloucestershire specifically to highlight a new initiative, the brainchild of the environmentally conscious king, 
Old drapes and curtains from Buckingham Palace in Windsor Castle have been upcycled into kimonos to be auctioned off for charity. So sustainability is a really key part of the King's Foundation, which is part of His Majesty's vision. But it's also an opportunity for the public to get into the Christmas spirit, visiting Charles's favorite house, all decked out for the holidays. Now, Craig, those kimonos are pretty cool. They are on auction until Wednesday. As far as actual Christmas Day plans for the royal family, they are expected to be up at Sandringham like normal. Will and Kate and their kiddos will also join them. No word, though, if Harry and Meghan and their kids will cross the pond and also join the family. Craig? All right. Molly Hunter there from Buckingham Palace. Molly, thank you. Did you hear, by the way, did you hear how one of the announcers referred to Taylor Swift during the game. What? Let's just say it sent fans into a new frenzy about her relationship with Mr. Kelsey. We're going to have that more coming up with Popstar. But I already was in a frenzy. Okay, <laughs> we'll see what that's all about. First, though, the outpouring of support this morning for tennis icon Chris Evert, who's revealed that her cancer has returned. What she's sharing about her diagnosis and what's next for her right after this. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. We're back at 812, and this morning, well wishes are pouring in for tennis legend Chris Everett. One of our favorites, Mm -hmm. 68 years old. She's a Hall of Famer, and just announced she's been diagnosed with cancer for the second time. We've got NBC's Liz Kreutz here with more on that. Hi, Liz. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, Everett was first diagnosed with ovarian cancer two years ago. It was just earlier this year she announced she was in remission. Now, with her cancer returning, Everett is opening up publicly again about her journey, hoping to remind others the importance of remaining vigilant about your health. This morning, tennis icon Chris Ever is opening up about a new health battle. The 68-year-old revealing her cancer is back less than a year after remission. Writing in a statement, while this is a diagnosis I never wanted to hear, I once again feel fortunate that it was caught early. Based on a PET CT scan, Everett says she underwent another surgery where doctors found cancer cells in the same pelvic region as before. She says all cells have been removed and she's now begun another round of chemotherapy. Ovarian cancer is an insidious and it's a very sneaky cancer. In December 2021, Everett was first diagnosed with stage 1 ovarian cancer, the same cancer that took her beloved sister Jeannie in 2020. Following her death, new genetic testing showed Jeannie had a BRCA1 mutation known to cause breast and ovarian cancer, vital information that Everett says helped save her own life. I got tested the next day and the blood work took like 10 days, but when I was positive, I knew there was no choice to be made. When tests showed she was positive for the same mutation, Everett decided to get a preventative hysterectomy. Through the surgery, she learned she had cancer in one of her fallopian tubes. 
While her tumor was found early, Everett still had to undergo six grueling rounds of chemotherapy. The 18-time Grand Slam singles champion was open about letting others in on her personal journey. In tennis, you can control the situation a lot better. And this type of thing, you can't control it. Thousands and thousands of people have cancer. I'm just like everybody else. In January, more than two years after her diagnosis, the proud mother of three shared the good news that she was finally cancer-free. Writing in an ESPN op-ed, there's a 90% chance that the ovarian cancer will never come back. Everett's story, a beacon of hope for so many, including her once greatest rival on the court, Martina Navratilova, who announced earlier this year that she was diagnosed with throat cancer and a recurrence of breast cancer. In June, she revealed she was officially cancer-free. Chris Everett and I went through the same thing, essentially, uh, emotionally. Navratilova opened up to Savannah and Hoda about her close bond with Everett and how they helped each other through tough times. What did it mean to have her in your court, so to speak? We've just been so intertwined. Uh, it's amazing how much our paths have, have been on a, on a similar path. I was there for her when, when Chris went through it, and then she was there for me. When I was really feeling at my lowest, there was Chris, either a text or a call. In a post on social media yesterday, Everett thanking Navratilova for dropping off some food, adding, we're in this together. Through it all, Everett has been a fierce advocate for all women, using her platform to empower others to get tested. This morning, the tennis world and beyond once again rallying around Everett and her fighting spirit. And Everett, who works for ESPN as a tennis analyst, will sit out next month's Australian Open, but she says she'll be ready for the rest of the Grand Slam season. So, guys, she is not slowing down, and she's continuing to use her health story to help and inspire others. She's incredible. She's a warrior, and gosh, we're just sending her all of our love today. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Thank Thank you, you, Uh, Mr. Roker, how about one more check of the weather, sir? All right, guys. Well, you can see on the satellite that most of the action right now is along the East Coast, especially into the Northeast, a few snow showers through the Rockies, but otherwise a quiet weather map, and we like it that way. Mild and calm, really, through the midsection of the country, down to the Gulf Coast. Few snow showers within the western Great Lakes. That storm exiting the northeast and New England. We're also looking for some snow and wind coming across parts of the Intermountain region and Cascades. Otherwise, beautiful weather through the southwest as well today. And that's your latest weather. Oh, look at the time. I gotta no, go. no, no. Sit down. Oh, no. You sit down. Time flies when you're having fun. We are celebrating something big today, Mr. Roker. Your 45th, 45th anniversary with NBC from his start at Cleveland affiliate WKYC. Then it was an owned and operated station. Correct. That is why it counts. It started in 1978 to his 27 years with today. Al, my friend. You are the beating heart of this show. The heart and the soul. Okay, that's a lot of early wake-up. So let's let's take some numbers here. Okay, that's more okay. than 7,000 <laughs> to be exact at 345. 27 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parades. 13 <laughs> Olympics. Uh, you know, Roker, you're like the first person most of us met when we came here. I yes. can't believe it all started 45 years ago. And you always made every new person feel included and loved. Well, I knew what it was like to be the new guy at one point or another, including my my time at WNBC, which I'm very proud of. And uh, so here I am, which, uh, having a good time with all of you. And that's what makes let's, this. Oh, OK. We're going to take a look. OK, yeah. don't take a look. Take, uh, don't look away. I'm going to tell you, these King Penguins are really smart. Not only do they have all three television stations and both newspapers trained to come out whenever they go for a walk, they don't even have to take their tuxes home in the morning. Did you hear about the election? 
Yeah, he won. Landslide. It's time for the yearly walk to their winter quarters. And these guys just love seeing the outside world. Wow. Yeah, look at you, wow. Well, the Metro Park Zoo in Cleveland, one uh, of the great spots across the Still place. had that great hat, too. What stands out after, after 45 years? Is there a moment or a... <laughs> uh, I, you know, I really do. Listen, mm. I, I really am very fortunate. Nobody gets to be somewhere this long without friends and people who help you and a team behind you. Nobody does it by themselves. So the people that I've worked with from, you know, back in Cleveland, uh, you know, Doug Adair and Mona Scott to, to New York City, Chuck Scarborough, Sue Simmons, Len Berman, and now you guys, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a good group of people to work with. You know, I was, Maz was talking to me about how you guys were walking down the street in Midtown Manhattan on Saturday, just the two of you and, that, and you were going off to this event and people were screaming out of taxis. <laughs> Okay. On a three-block block wall. Roker! Hey, Roker! Cab drivers, people on the street, and Maz say, boy, just reminded me. Like, we feel like you're ours, but you're really everybody's. Yeah. And it was just, it's just beautiful to think you're marking 45 years. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a very good run, and hopefully, uh, uh, I know Dylan would like it. To <laughs> oh, no, no, only kidding. But it's oh, a no. joke. It's, it's a, a joke. joke. But anyway. 45 I, I, down, 45 to go. Well, there you go. Trying for that smucker's job. Uh, we are uh, going to be celebrating this yeah. guy throughout the morning. Something special coming oh, up on the third be. hour. Yes. But maybe, uh, what's your line here? Best time of the morning, seriously, right now. Pop start. Wow. In for Let Carson. me tell you something. A thrill is walking through an airport <laughs> with our oh. oh, my God. That is like a yeah. snapshot of yeah. America right there. Agreed. All right. First up, Taylor Swift. Over the weekend, the pop superstar was once again spotted at a Chiefs game supporting Travis Kelsey. But it was this slip-up from football legend and announcer Tony Romo that sent Swifties spiraling. <laughs> a surprise marriage announcement was not in the cards for this week. Can you imagine the Swifties at home? Wow. <laughs> but here's one thing that had the Swifties. Screaming with joy <laughs> to celebrate the 12-time Grammy winner being named Apple Music's Artist of the Year, Taylor fans were treated to a special era's experience right here in New York City. The free event brought thousands of fans through 10 interactive spaces, each room paying homage to Taylor's eras. The installation snuck in over 100 Easter eggs for fans to discover. And if there's one thing we know about Swifties, they love to look mm-hmm. for clues. Well, there you go. All right, next up. White Lotus. Did you guys watch White yes. Lotus as fans eagerly await season three of HBO's hit drama returning cast member Natasha Rothwell is teasing what to expect. The actress hit the red carpet for the premiere of Wonka over the weekend, telling The Hollywood Reporter that she, quote, gasped out loud no less than five times ah, just ooh. reading the scripts and dropping this hint with Entertainment Tonight. I can't say anything. I literally can't. But I will say I've read all of the scripts and people are in for a treat. It's bigger than ever. Buckle up. Mm. Buckle up. You're Buckle straight up. from Belinda. You're not going to want to miss this one. Season three is expected to start filming in the new year. All right. Next up, Kelly Clarkson, our new neighbors, learning how crowded it gets around here. <laughs> Rockefeller Center this time of year. Recently running right into this family's holiday TikTok. She's like, oh, <laughs> you know, you try to like back up. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about an epic photo bomb. So later, Kelly commented on the video, quote, I didn't see what y'all were doing until it was too late. <laughs> My bad. Well, Mark Jordan Cohen, who shared the moment, replied, writing, they just wish she'd join their little kick line there. So you never know what will happen around Radio City. Mm-hmm. Next up, Keith Morrison, our Dateline buddy is back for season two of his hit podcast, Morrison Mysteries. You can find it by scanning that QR code on your screen. We put it up there right now. Mm-hmm. Each And each season, 
Keith Reed's spine-tingling classics, and this time he's taking listeners back to an old Victorian England, our two old Victorian England, with Charles Dickens' story, Ooh. A Christmas Carol, and we have a sneak peek here on Popstar. Are you the spirit, sir, whose coming was foretold to me? Asked Scrooge. I am. The voice was soft and gentle, singularly low, as if instead of being so close beside him, it were at a distance. Who and what are you? Scrooge demanded. I am the ghost of Christmas past. This is a hit. If you haven't checked it out, if you want to hear all five episodes, just scan that QR code or search Morrison Mysteries wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, because you did Legends Mm -hmm. with Sleepy Hollow for Halloween. Yes, Uh yes, it was a hit. All right, finally, how about some Christmas cookies, everybody? Monmouth University has published its report for America's Favorites. Here are some of the top contenders. You have Snickerdoodle, Uh uh, Gingerbread, Chocolate Chip, Mm -hmm. plus a Frosted Sugar Cookie, Oatmeal, and the classic butter cookie. Like Do you guys have any idea which cookie came out on top as the number one choice with voters? Of those sugar six? Cookies. Of those six. Has to be the sugar cookie. For America. Sugar. You, can sugar do, cookie. you can do the frosting and the decorations. Sugar cookie. Yeah. Would you like the answer? Yes. It is the sugar cookie. Of course. Okay. I know your country. These has tasty treats won 32%. Of a oh, long way ahead of the second oh, place, the gingerbread cookie, which only took 12% of the vote. Wow. What do you think? Wow, they look real good. I yeah. thought this was for Roker's 45th. Yeah. Well, that Two too. things can be true. Two things can be true. 45 years at the, at the Peacock and you get a cookie. That's right. And that, if, these you know what you just said? You, years could, ago. you could do so many things with them. I think that's mm-hmm. why. I think that's why. There you go. Thank you. That was Happy a, holidays. Pop start with treats. Okay, straight ahead. If you like stars, you have come to the right place. We will chat with Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell about their new rom-com. And then we're going to get you ready for The Crown's final chapter. The stars who play William, Harry, and Kate are here. So we have a lot to look forward to. And a sugar cookie that's as big as a donut. Sweeney, they are braving the, el- the elements that were elves this morning, and they're going to tell us about a brand new rom-com they've got. It's called Anyone But You, and we want to remind folks that you can get involved with our toy drive wherever you live. Just scan the QR codes or head to today.com. How about a special shout out? Because yeah, anybody you can come it. to the plaza, yeah. yeah. but it takes a it takes a special kind of person. Uh, to come and endure the cold, this, wet. This is actually the biggest rainy crowd I think yeah. we have. This is. I mean, it goes all the way over to. Is everybody oh, getting on street. TV? Is everybody going to get on TV we'll at some point? We'll try to do that. Yes. Okay, everyone's going to get on. Guys, we have so many movie stars yeah. here. We already saw us at Glenn, Glenn and Sydney, uh, but also we've got Prince William, Prince Harry, and Kate Middleton from The Crown, Ed McVeigh, Luther Ford, and Meg Bellamy. Fans have been eagerly awaiting this part of the story. We're so excited to meet them and hear how they created these characters that are so well-known for the beloved show. Yes. Also, you know, it didn't lead to victory last night, but, <laughs> but, those Philadelphia Eagles have been in the spotlight all season because of their, their infamous tush push. <laughs> Some call it the brotherly shove, whatever you call it. And the play's been working. It's been working very well, but it's also become a touchy subject for fans and players. And for players. And, uh, touchy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go. face it, you don't want to get behind in your work. Uh, <laughs> oh 
45 years, America. 45 years. All right. Then on the third hour, Vicki Wynn is going to tell you how to keep the cold out and your heating bill down this winter. And guys, tomorrow, Tate McRae, the pop star, will be here to perform her hit song. It's called Greedy. It's going to be a good one. But first, Mr. Roger, I'm going to check the weather. All right. Let's show you. Take a look at the week ahead for you. Uh, Look at that departing storm in the northeast. Some snow and wind back through the inner mountains regions. Above average temperatures and sunshine plains into the Gulf tomorrow. Wednesday, sunny and mild along much of the east coast. Uh, We've got December warmth of the plains. Rain and snow down through the Rockies. And then as we end the week up, some Gulf showers, heavy thunderstorms through Texas. Warm and sunny. Great Lakes, northeast, mid-Atlantic. And some beautiful weather along the west coast. Oh, my gosh. It's a huge... Huge crowd, so let's go around the hall. We're looking at oh, there we go. Savannah Guthrie's over there. Look more people down here. Woo! Yuri on happy birthday. Got the hookies over there. Who's up? One more time. Yeah. That is a Monday edition of Around the Horn. Back to you guys. All right, thank you, Al. Shows, final episodes. But first, this is today on NBC. Welcome back. Netflix's global phenomenon, The Crown, is coming to an end after six seasons. With 129 awards, it has cemented its status in television history. And actually, just moments ago, and I'm not sure if my guests know this, it was nominated once again for Best Television Drama at the Golden Globes. Yes, that just (laughs) happened. I know, the final season, of course, we know was broken into two parts. Second half premieres this Thursday. And it's all about the young royals who are right here. As William heads to university, he meets a young Kate Middleton and the relationship begins to blossom. Take a look. So that's where all the material went. Hi. Hello. Actually, I'm done with it now. Great. But I've promised it to someone else first. And I think she promised it to someone else. Yeah. You're welcome to the notes I made and the essay I've written, oh, if you think I, it would help. It's no masterpiece, but I've put the research in there. Thanks. That... When you're done, just text me and let me know. Yeah. Or cut a hole in your ceiling and give it back. I'm in the room directly above you. Uh, so it's you that's been keeping me up at night. Oh, I just love a little awkward banter, <laughs> don't <laughs> so you? British, right? Those so were the British. days. We've got Ed McVeigh here. He plays Prince William. Luther Ford plays Prince Harry. And Meg Bellamy plays Kate Middleton. But you guys are all exuding royal energy. I would have known who's who <laughs> just by looking. I mean, by the way, I just want to say about the Golden Globe, that is the first time in that category any show has been nominated every single season it has been on. So you are already part of greatness. That's crazy. That's that is insane. Crazy. What was it like, though, actually, to come in? Because, it's you know, the crown has been around people feel so strongly about it and now it's like okay ed you were playing prince william this iconic character that everybody knows ah yeah i mean you said like it's a lot yeah it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot uh but yeah you kind of have to i mean you get a lot of help and you get a lot of help through it and obviously these guys are incredible and yeah i mean you have an incredible character on the page and that you fall in love with yeah it's funny because you guys i mean you're babies when these events (laughs) happen but of course you grew up you're all british you all have been watching them so tell me about like the audition process because 
Um, I, I don't I don't think these are your first roles, but these have to be some of your first major roles. So how did yeah. that all play out? It was, um, for all of us, really an open casting call. So I saw it, um, the casting associate, Kate Bone, who posted it on Twitter, um, and it kind of gone viral on, on TikTok and stuff like that. And it kind of just went from there, you know, start off doing self-tapes and then in person. And there was like a read-through halfway through. So it was kind of a strange jumbled up journey but worked out pretty well. well Talk yeah. about bad first date. Didn't they like put y'all together in different scenarios and see if there was chemistry? Yeah, yeah. yeah we did chemistry tests between us yeah. as the process went on. But I mean like I I mean I hadn't gone to drama school. I hadn't acted before. Oh I mean, my gosh. No. Really? Yeah, yeah, no. You couldn't so, tell. Yeah, it's possible. So uh, it was definitely uh, I don't know, being chucked crazy. in the deep yeah, yeah, end, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, most people are like, you know, I was in the Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just in the crown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how did Luther, I mean, how, how, what was your process like? I find this to be so fascinating. Um, you know, like the research that you yeah. do, but how you, you come to, it's not just about looks, you're not doing an impersonation. No, yeah. You're kind of doing an impression. Yes, yes. Um, I guess it's about, yeah, finding a kind of essence, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, we work with movement coaches, um, Polly Bennett and a dialect coach, William Conacher. And like one of the things that I did is I met with a Marine who taught me how to march. Oh, wow. Um, and it's not, the show doesn't cover any kind of military period. But I think, like you said, it's about, you know, these people hold themselves in a certain way and kind of understanding that kind of sense of duty. Yeah. For um, those of us who aren't actors, we don't know how much goes into so it. So much. That we never see, but we see it in the performance. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the best thing about being on The Crown? What was the best thing about your experience? Ooh, uh, they have, they have, uh, there was one scene where they have like an actual like home baker that bakes like <laughs> oh, yeah. cakes and things and like Why scones and stuff. Why did they know it was going to be about food? It's yeah. always about food. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And um, obviously, yeah, you get to work with the incredible actors, yeah, yeah. but the yeah. food, the scones. food yes. though, the food, the food, the food was amazing. And um, yeah, but I just didn't expect that. It was like, Everything is so um, intricate. Yeah. Everyone yeah. and everyone's at the top of their game. I mean, it's the perfect, it's the perfect environment to like work on. I know, and the sets too yeah. are incredible. I almost just called like you Kate. I'm like, right, Kate? Yeah, right. No, Kate. your name is Meg. This is not <laughs> the crown. This is real life. But I mean, being on those sets, they're just so iconic and beautiful and so well done. Yeah, especially when they're all together. I mean, I didn't film so much in the, the royal sets, but um, they have what's called like a back lot in the studios and it's like Buckingham Palace to your left, Downing Street to your right. And it's like just really well. eerie. Yeah, yeah, and then plot. random green screen. So it's like a kind of strange. And you universe. guys recreated the famous catwalk scene. What was that like? Something you've seen so much. Yeah, um, it was exciting. It was kind of like the first and I guess only scene for me that it's more of a recreation. The rest of it's kind of like, you know, not doc Documented. So, yeah, it was really exciting. And it was a fun day as well. They had, like, Kylie Minogue blasting on the speakers. And <laughs> the crowds were, like, cheering all day. So the energy was great. Good day at work. Well, Ed Luther and Meg, congratulations for landing these coveted roles and for the Golden Globe nomination that you're a part of. You're off to a great start there. <laughs> <laughs> all of y'all are getting the second half of The Crown's final season premieres on Netflix this Thursday, December 14th. Hoda. All right. Thanks, SG. Coming up next, more stars in Studio 1A, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. They're going to tell us about their Australian adventures filming their new rom-com. But first, this is Today on NBC. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. 
But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Back now, 8.43, with two of Hollywood's hottest stars right now. Sydney Sweeney is the Emmy-nominated actress known for her roles in HBO's Euphoria and The White Lotus. And SAG Award winner Glenn Powell is best known for his role as Hangman in Top Gun Maverick. Now, in this movie, they play Love Interests. It's a new rom-com called Anyone But You. And the will, they won't, they tension, it's palpable. Everyone knows these rom-coms rise and fall based on chemistry. So did you know on your first read, you were like, yes, we have it and this can work? Yeah. That was not a ring. You know, <laughs> we, we uh, you know, she got a MTV Movie Award yes. for Best Fight. And I actually presented her with the golden popcorn at the MTV Movie Awards. So that was, was that the first time you guys met? That's the first time we met. So okay. I obviously presented that popcorn in a way, the way where he held it, I mean, sparks must there have were, flown. There was something you know? going on. Something was there. This was your baby from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. You did everything when it came to this movie, right? Mm-hmm. You actually chose this nice young man next to you to start. You picked the director. You're the executive producer. You're kind of a boss. Thank you. What is it? Yeah, tell me about this role for you. Oh, well, I just, I felt like B represents so many people right now where you don't know what's going on. You don't know what you want. And she's just trying to figure out her life in the moment. And she has her guard up with love. And then Glenn Powell walks in. Uh Uh-huh. And... It's a really fun movie. (laughs) Well, of course, because you're in it, I expected lots of stunts. And there were a lot of stunts because that's that's part of who you are. So tell us a little bit about that part of the film. I mean, the yeah, the crazy part is, you know, in a rom-com, you think there's probably, uh, you know, you're going to you know, you're going to be have to be like, you know, shirtless and do that stuff. Uh But I didn't anticipate, you know, helicopter stunts and swimming with sharks and and the whole thing. So, you know, does that scare you any of it? You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm less scared of aviation than I am sharks. They, they, he's actually, he's more scared of spiders. <laughs> oh, which, which dovetails nicely into a scene, okay? There was a scene, and I, I still don't know how you withstood this. There was a real spider on Glenn's pants. Is that what was happening? Yes. Okay, so this is the scene. You are freaking oh, out. The real- <laughs> this is the real yeah. scene of you freaking. So tell us, unpack this. What was happening? Well... The, the spider actually bit me in the middle of the scene, but nobody called cut because they thought I was just making a very dramatic, interesting choice mm-hmm. in this scene. And Glenn was the only one who finally <laughs> caught on. That so they thought you were acting. They thought I was acting, it, but it actually bit me. And Glenn goes, wait, this is a little more serious. You knew. It's a real, yeah, there's, there's a different tone to her voice when somebody's actually being bit by a spider. But, but she, yeah, it's a huge huntsman spider. It's crazy. Holy mo- are you okay? What wrist? happened? Do you have to go to the hospital? Or? No, I just took like a couple of meds and 
went you're back to okay. work. Yeah. By the way, the director shot that that bit there. So that was unbelievable. It's good that you were perceptive. Yeah. Why didn't you just say, this thing's really biting me, y'all? We I need did. To cut. Oh, it's no one 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 it's biting me. Yeah. No, no one one's listening. listening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was really dramatic improv. But it, it, <laughs> so you were on the cover of Men's Health? Uh, yeah. And you were on the cover of Women's Health? Yes. Who's in better shape between the two of you? This I is mean, a lot of this is a lot of like tone bodies here. You know, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> you, you, you're 25. You don't have to work as hard for it. What do you mean? <laughs> he I, definitely does way more push-ups than I do. It really? Yeah. Okay, so he does more push-ups and she's in better shape. It's one of my douchiest qualities. We should point out you're saying all these wonderful things in front of your entire families. Yeah, well, I feel I like travel with you. Who's who's with you, Glenn? Where are they? Are they? Let's there? see. I got uh, Mama oh, Pal. I got the OG Leslie Lauren. Yeah. yeah. We got Sydney's mom. I got my mom. I got my best friend Kelly and Jade. Are your families close? Yeah. Well, we yeah, got to they're... be in Australia for yeah. like two and a half months together. Okay. It was, it was epic. Can I ask a question? I have to ask because there's chemistry sitting here. Is there? Is this like a a little romance? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's not. No. Well, then you guys really. But we do, do love we do love each other, and honestly, this oh. is one of the most spectacular humans I've ever met. She's really incredible. Oh, well, y'all are so cute together. Well, I just want to say I'm glad that you guys are in this movie together. Y'all are Thanks. adorable, and I love that you bring your families with. I think that is the coolest. You guys check out this movie because you know what we need now a rom com. That's what <laughs> yeah. we need, and here it is. Anyone but you hits theaters on December the 22nd. Thank you guys very much. I'm happy you came. Coming up next, we're taking you inside the game with the NFL's most talked about and debated plays. It's called the Tush Push. Why it's become so controversial. But first, this is today on NBC. <laughs> We're back with our special series, Inside the Game, while the Cowboys sorry, did defeat the Eagles on Sunday night. This morning, we're actually going to focus on the play that has pushed Philadelphia to several big wins this year. It's also sparked some controversy and copycats throughout the league. We have NBC's George Solis here with hey, us. George. Hey, George. George! Hi, guys. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, you can... Call it the tush push, the brotherly shove. The Eagles have certainly had a lot of fun with this attention the play has been getting, even though nothing else may be going right for them at the moment right now. It is a play the birds can certainly rely on to keep things moving on the field. In fact, one of the only ways to stop it may be to ban it, and the NFL is actually in talks to maybe just do that. While the Philadelphia Eagles were unable to beat their bitter rivals, the Dallas Cowboys, on Sunday night football, quarterback Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' stacked defensive line did use the now infamous tush push, or as it's known in Philly, the brotherly shove. The play involves Hurts lining up behind star center Jason Kelsey as a wall of his teammates push from behind, bulldozing the way for positive yardage or even a touchdown. Three first downs, first and nine. Seldom stopped or replicated, it's been compared to a rugby play or a take on a QB sneak. If everybody could do it, everybody would do it. Last season, the Birds ran the play with a more than 90% success rate. It's equally successful this year, where it's led to more than a few touchdowns. The Birds running the play successfully almost every week since, until week eight, when the Washington Commanders forced a turnover at the goal line. Still, some critics now questioning if the Eagles' pinch for the inch has them playing by the same rules, and why the NFL reportedly may be giving the tush push the boot, citing concerns over injuries, even though the rulebook has allowed pushing a ball carrier forward since 2005. Jason Kelsey addressing the controversy more than once on his podcast, New Heights, alongside his brother, that guy on the Chiefs, and Taylor Swift boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, most recently appearing to throw in the towel. 
Jason, do you fully expect it to be banned next season at this point? I mean, are you just sick of the debate? Ban it. I I, I really, at this point, I don't care. I'm over the discussion about it. As a kid, I used to sit around and dream one day of being on the Today Show, and here's my big opportunity, and and I want to be talking about pushing tushes. So we sought out an expert, NBC Sunday Night Football's Chris Collinsworth. Why is there so much controversy surrounding the tush push specifically? Well, I think they're going to say player safety is one of them. Uh, You've got a lot of players lowering their heads, the centers, the guards, the defensive linemen trying to get underneath the other players. Philly faithful demanding the tush push remain. It's the best play in football. We're not doing anything illegal. It's all within the fair rules of the game. After pumping some iron, we got into formation. To simulate the lore of the tush push. That was awesome. A whole lot of fun. While the fate of the brotherly shove, tush push, or whatever you want to call it, is unknown, Go Birds, baby! It's clear it's becoming part of the Philly fabric, whether it wins games or not. All right, you can see we had a lot of fun with that. (laughs) Real test of the tush push may be coming with the playoffs, of course, approaching. The Eagles organization is actually looking to trademark the brotherly shove, which, of course, will go on all merch. (laughs) Of course. Imagine it's going to be a pretty hot ticket item if the birds can get things together and get Uh to the Super Bowl again. How did it feel? Like, now, were you the the pusher or the tush in that scenario? In that Uh scenario, I was the tush. And so these guys were, yeah, they they wanted me to pump the iron there just to get, you know, that that Jalen Hurts (laughs) pump in. And then they pushed me and we had a lot of fun doing it. Well, I asked you if it works, and you say, I mean, technically it it works, right? Yeah, I mean, the Eagles aren't going to give us the secret sauce that makes this, you know, work so well for them. But, you know, just kind of seeing it in formation there, yeah, it totally makes sense. All right, George. George, happy that you're here in the studio. It's good to see you. All right. through that segment. (laughs) I know. Barely. All right, got more shows coming your way on the fourth hour. We got Billy Porter. First, though, uh, Rosamund Pike, live in Studio 1A, coming up in the third hour of today. Don't go far. We'll be back. Do you approve of the push? I do. Oh, I'm a big good. Fan. Who does? Come on.